Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. You know, uh, right across the life of this church, there's just so many uh, great people. Someone said to me, oh, we missed you while you were gone, but everybody did just great without you. And uh, I really love that, actually. I'm not sure whether they think I'm going to celebrate it or not, but I just love the fact that right across the life of this church, there's so many people. If something happens, uh, you know, people just seem to step into that space and begin to lead well and begin to lead in a godly way. And we thank God for every one of you, uh, you know, people that just step up to serve. I think we should give all of our teams a big thank you and a big hand. Whether it's creative, the coffee team, up there in the parents' room, you're amazing. Particularly thanks to Genevieve and the Metro kids there. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 3, just one verse. And I'm going to be speaking about this all the way through uh, this December time. And you might think, well, Jeff, this is not a Christmas message. Well, it kind of is because Christmas is all about Jesus. And Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 3 says this, How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard Him. That Jesus is unique in all of history is absolutely undisputed. His impact on humanity is greater than any other person who's ever lived. If ever you've seen some of those lists where they say to celebrities or famous people, if you could have anyone from history to be at dinner with, Who would you invite? Well, there's people like Nelson Mandela or Mother Teresa, but almost all of them will say Jesus Christ. And even our time, our history is divided by His life and death. And the Master, God, had a master plan of breathtaking attention to detail. And, you know, Metro Kids this morning, Uh, began to tell us something about the prophecies. But I want to jump off from what they've told you this morning and give you some idea of the immensity of the life of Christ and the uniqueness of His life and the uniqueness of His coming, the uniqueness of His death. I'm going to take for you just 15 of the 300 prophecies. I'm not going to read them out to you. They are too long for me to go through. You've heard some of them from our wonderful Metro Kids presentation this morning. But if we just take 15 of the 300, a statistician, a mathematician, has got together with some of their colleagues and they have calculated the odds of just 15 of those prophecies coming to pass in the life of the same individual. Now, I'm not smart enough to work all this out, but I'm smart enough to be able to do some of the research on it. And they tell us that the odds of just 15 of the 300 prophecies of Jesus' life coming to pass have been calculated at 1 in 10 to the 80th power. Now, if you're uh, an engineer here, you'll immediately go, well, I know what that is. But for those of you who have no idea what 1 in 10 to the 80th looks like, let me just show you what 1 in 10 to the 80th looks like. 
We might need some help in the middle. Thank you, Luke. This is one, keep going. One, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. The odds of Jesus fulfilling just 15 of 300 is one in that many. One in that many. Now, you can tell me how big that number is. To me, it's just really, really big. All right? The odds of 15 coming to pass in one person is that many. One in 10 to the 80th power. What a remarkable thing the life of Jesus is. So when the Bible talks about in Hebrews 2, how will we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Think about it. The master had a plan and there was not one detail overlooked. There was not one thing forgotten. There was not one thing that was random in the life of Jesus. But I want to say to us all this morning and those of you, many of you that are online today with us as well, I want you to understand that this huge number of just 15, imagine if we calculated it for the 300. We'd run out of room. We'd wrap this building in the number. But I want you to realise something this morning, that every one of those zeros in there, just for the 15, every one of those odds can be replicated in what God meant for you, that the plan was not to have a unique person who would, who would absolutely bisect history. It wasn't just that there would be a Saviour to celebrate at Christmas time. It was what lay behind the coming of the Saviour on that first Christmas. It was that on the other side of that one in 10 to the 80th power, there'd be somebody called you. Think about your own life. Think about what it took to get you to the point of faith. I'm constantly amazed. I was in Cambodia and seeing children that were on the Stung Min Che rubbish dump, barefooted, trying to scrabble out a living by getting anything that they could resell. And I watch these children now as young adults beginning to move into university. Some of them there, some of them. One girl gave her story, already graduated, serving many of them now, serving in their chosen careers. But every one of them carrying a passion for Christ because there was a Saviour who was unique. There was a Saviour who stood apart from every other human being. We are used to great people that have done wonderful things in our world. We're used to people of note and people of celebrity. We're used to people that have achieved great things. But this person stands completely apart from them all. You and I are a part of this great salvation. You and I are a part no less. I want to say to you this morning, as you begin, you can roll that up. You, it's a lot. Anybody want to take it home? It's yours. I want to say to you that in your life, sometimes we feel like our life is random. And if ever you feel like that, I want you to remember one to the times the 10th to the 80th power that that same uniqueness has now been focused in on you. Let me read to you Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. This is out of the message version of the Bible. It says, Long before He laid down earth's foundations, 
He had us in mind, had settled on us as the focus of His love to be made whole and holy by His love. Long, long ago, He decided to adopt us into His family by Jesus Christ. What pleasure He took in planning this. He wanted us to enter into the celebration of His lavish gift giving by the gift of His beloved Son. Because of the sacrifice of the Messiah, His blood poured out on the altar of the cross. We're a free people, free of penalties and punishments chalked up by all our misdeeds and not just barely free either, but abundantly free. He thought of everything, provided for everything we could possibly need, letting us in on the plans he took such delight in making. He set it all out before us in Christ. One times 10 to the 80th for just the 15. It's a long range plan in which everything would be brought together and summed up in Him. Everything in deepest heaven and everything on planet earth. It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. How can you think your life is random when you have come to a Saviour who against so greater odds was able to live such a life? It's in Christ that we find out who we are, what we're living for long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up. He had His eye on us, had designs on us for glorious living, part of the overall purpose He is working out in everything and everyone. I want you to hear today and I want it to resonate inside of your heart that nothing in your life is forgotten or overlooked. Your gifts, your talents, your dreams are not random and never can be. We are serving a Christ. We are in relationship with with our God the Father who has made such elaborate plans for all of our life. And if He would do that to make so careful and so sure that everything in the life of Jesus was so perfectly formed in every detail, you can be sure that your life He will give no less attention to. You can be certain that He will give no less uh, oversight to the detail of your life. He's with you in every way. And your place and mine in this simply got activated. I was 19. I was not living for God. I was living for, well, whatever self wanted. But I still remember the moment in my mind. It was as though I could still take myself back there and remember the moment when despite all of the brokenness and misdeeds and missteps of my life, there was a Saviour who said, I'll take you, Jeff. I'll take you just as you are. And I didn't come to Him having sorted my life out. I didn't come to Him with all my brokenness healed. I came to Him with the broken parts, as it were, in the box. And all I could say to Him was, Jesus, I'm giving you my yes. I'm going to let you do something with all the smashed up bits that are in this box. All the things that I have done that I shouldn't have done. 
all the things I didn't do, I ought to have. And Lord, I'm going to bring it all to you. And all I can give you today, I can't give you my wholeness. I can't give you my holiness. I have none. I can't give you my, my destiny fulfilled. I don't even know what I'm on the earth for. I can't give you any great deeds. I've done none. But Lord, I can give you my yes. I'm going to give you my yes today. And I thank God that all those years ago, all Jesus wanted from me was my yes. He never asked me to prove anything. He never asked me to demonstrate my sincerity. He never asked me to prove by going out and doing something wonderful. He just said, I'm after your yes. I thank God for that. I thank God for the yes. Think about it. You're many of you here. Your whole life changed because you uttered that one word to Jesus. And then begins the long journey of grace. I'm convinced that grace is a long journey for almost all of us. That He then takes us on the journey and begins to work in us and for us and through us. And He begins to change us. And I think if we're honest, all of us will say, I'm still on that long journey of grace. I haven't arrived yet. I'm still not got all the pieces in the right spots, the perfect spots. But by His grace, I continue to say yes and go on the journey with God. I want to pray for you this morning. Some of you here that maybe you've kept God at arm's length because you've thought to yourself, maybe I've got to wait a while. Maybe I need to sort this out. Maybe I first of all need to show God that I'm serious. Maybe I, or maybe you just go, well, I'm not sure I could live it. I have doubts. I have questions. You know, God doesn't mind what's in the box you bring Him. He doesn't mind if it's full of your fears and full of your doubts maybe full of your questions and the things that you wonder about. All he's saying is, if you'll bring me your yes, that's the only thing I need. I want to pray with you this morning. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the wonderful simplicity of these children's faith. They sing about you and they read about you and they celebrate you with the simplicity that children have. God, now you ask us to come to you with that same simplicity. Just simply to say, I'll give you my yesterday. Father, I pray for people in this building. I pray for all those online. I pray for those that'll be online later. I pray that when they get to this moment, they look into the box of their life and there's some trophies in there and there's some broken things as well. Whatever's in our box, Lord, we want to give our yes to you. Say, would you take this and do something wonderful with it? Thank you, Lord, for salvation. So great is salvation in Jesus' name. Just while heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you're in this building this morning and you say, Jeff, would you pray for me? I want to give Jesus my yesterday. I'm not walking with God, but I wish I was. I'd like to give Him my yes. Could He make something out of the brokenness of my life? Those of you online, I'll help you in a minute as well, but pray with us right now. If that's you and you're in this building, would you just lift your hand so I know I'm praying for you? You don't have to wonder about it any longer. You can come to Christ with a certainty that if He took care of those amazing odds for His Son and the Bible says He did it all for you, well, you can come to Him with confidence. He's looking out for you. Is there anybody like that? Just quickly, wherever you are. I don't know you all. I don't want to miss anybody out. So wherever you are, if you're up in the balcony or wherever, 
Just wave that hand around for a moment till I see it. I'd love to pray with you this morning. Then look this way with me a minute, would you? Any one of you can bring your yes to Jesus at any time. Here, we started several years ago this thing we called Yes Text. Because we know that some people will go away and they'll think about it. We get these sometimes at 3 a.m. in the morning from someone somewhere who says, I'm now ready. And they give Jesus their yes. If you're in Australia, it's so simple. You just send Y-E-S to 488 If you'd rather get our help via email or you're outside of Australia, then you send it to yes metrochurch.org.au Of course if you're with us on the Metro Church online platform there's a yes tab there for you already you can do that and then after that we will send you for 30 days a different Bible verse and a prayer every day that'll encourage you and help you you can opt out whenever you like if you want to get more then you have the opportunity to sign in for more after that we'll never do anything with your data apart from encourage you we won't give it to anybody else Neither will we ever write and ask you for anything. It's our privilege and our joy to want to be a blessing to you. So Father, I pray for all those that are going to give their yes. Lord, thank you for those last week who sent in their yes somewhere during the week, somewhere around the world. They said, I want to know Christ. Father, we pray for them. Thank you for them today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Amen. You can all look this way. Thank you so much. And again, thank you to all the team. Thank you for those of you that are serving kids' church. I guess they're down with the kids now. But when you, if you're a parent here, when you go down to pick up your children, would you make sure that you thank the, parent, the, the team down there, would you? And just thank you for a year of faithful serving. I know our teams, they meet together and serve together in such a brilliant way. We love them for it. Fantastic. Awesome. Don't forget those up in the parents' room as well. Thank you for serving there. Well, I really feel like singing a carol. You knew I'd say that, did you? You haven't got one? Can we? I'll get Reese back then. He, he'll do it all. I'll get Reese back. How old is he? 12. If you see Michael Battersby, Reverend Doctor, next time, tell him he plays like a 12 year old. I want us to sing, You Are My Champion. How about we stand and let's sing this and worship God. Hope you can come to one of the Christmas uh, month services and be a part of that. Bring a friend. They'll bless you for it. Let's sing this together. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are my champion. Giants fall when you stand undefeated.
Amen, amen. Thank you so much. Hey, listen, Cafe's Open Church never stops with the last song. We keep going to the cafe, celebrating one another, enjoying one another's company. God bless you. Hope we can see you somewhere soon. Have an awesome week. God bless. Thank you.